0: A few weeks ago, not too long ago, uh, there was a worship service that started in Asbury, Kentucky. And uh, when it started, it started as a no, normal things, and then something happened there where uh, a lot of people started to come to it. And uh, that, that that place is a university; it's a school, and uh, people start going there, and that. Service started going on for hours. It's ended up 24 hours. It ended up four days, like a week, and people start flooding the area, and uh, uh, people will fly from different states and trying to make it there. So they were starting to tell people, okay, they need to uh, quit coming to the area after some time. Uh, and the school it did extend it for a while, but after that, they were like, well, we can't keep doing this. So we had to start shutting things down. So they move it to another place. But uh, seeing that it make it in the news and many people were wanting to go there. In fact, we were coming from uh, when we were going to Winterfest, some of the youth were like, we should go there uh, and uh, see what's going on there. And I was like, well, we need to make it time and I have to uh, return the event once I got here and it's going to be late. So uh, we can't make it this, top, this time. But what's uh, amazing about it is that people were intentionally trying to go to that area to worship and to uh, lift up their voice and worship to God. And that kind of remind me about the first century church. They were together all the time the Bible mentioned in acts, and they were at the feet of the apostles, studying god's word, listening to god's Word, and uh, eating together and spending time together and that's a amazing fellowship to have and it's it was so uplifting for those who were there at that singing uh, area uh, at that worship and I'm sure in the days of the apostle with the first century church, they were Uplifting to be in the midst of other believers and to be talking to God and to uh, worship Him. I've been reading a book uh, by David Young, uh, and uh, the book is New Day. And uh, one thing he said, David Young, when he started to preach uh, at a small uh, congregation, it was a farm community, but there was one guy who wasn't from the area, and he never been to church before and didn't have, like, a foundation like that. But he started coming to the uh, congregation, and he got baptized, and he was really interested in studying God's Word and to finding out what he needed to do. Uh, And then he got baptized and everything, and then he started to read the books of Acts. And David Young mentioned in the book that... uh, uh, this guy came to him one day and said, so exciting, and say, okay, I'm reading the book of Acts. And he asked him, but where, when do we get to, to the good stuff that I'm reading here about in the book of Acts? Uh, and then David Young trying to explain to him, well, uh, well we don't, maybe don't do that. He said he, he felt like very... Embarrassed to some to say, okay, we don't do that like they did, and yeah, we still the church, but we don't get together like they did, and uh, so it was a very uncomfortable way to try to explain to the guy we don't uh, do it, and we we don't have the Holy Spirit like they did, and that time how they were working together, and then the guy go further to say, yes, I understand that. I'm not saying that we get the Holy Spirit like they did, but when do we get to the good stuff? When do we come together all the time, study God's Word and selling? Like you see those people, they were selling their possession and come together and share among themselves and all of that. When do we get to the good stuff? So, you know, thinking about that with us today, are we doing like the early church? Are we being like very intentional about the way we live our life and what we do in life? Because God wants us to be intentional, to want to be together, to want to invite people to bring in, to want to talk to people about God. He wants us to be very intentional about uh, serving him and about bringing others to him. A uh, god is really involved in the affairs of human and you and I. He want to be involved in, in our life. And sometimes people will be like, well, if God really did involve in people's life, well, why is this happening? Or why is there suffering? Why is this and that? Well, God's still involved in our life. And maybe they don't see it, but God involved in everyone's life our life today and first Thessalonians 5 17 if he wasn't involved why will he instructed us to pray without ceasing because it would be like talking to a brick wall we're just talking in the air but he's not really involved in our life to help us and to help support us but he asks us to pray without ceasing so that means if we want us to pray to him and talk to him, that's why he's involved in our life and doing things sometimes we're not even aware of because God in, intervened in our life in different ways that we don't even know. Sometimes it may be miraculous, somewhere that suspending the law of nature, something that uh, is not normal, and he can intervene like that. Or it can be providential, to where he's working within the law of nature to provide for us, to take care of us. But we just don't know how to make the maybe the distinction or how to know all the ways that God is working in our life. For example, have you ever been maybe watching a movie, and there's a good guy, and there's a bad guy in the movie. And the bad guy may be hurting people, and the good guy is trying maybe to uh, save, save people and take care of those who've been hurt and maybe try to confront the, the bad guy. Uh, and uh, there's some scenes, sometimes they all mention the bad guy is after some, somebody who's walking, maybe in a dark road and then the bad guy is after them but they don't know it they're just walking going about their normal business and then the good guy come in and uh, take the bad guy down and rescue that person but that person is doesn't even aware of what just happened they don't even know that their life is was in danger and everything and I think tend to think that God works in our life and this type of way, where we don't even know where, how many times God rescue us, how many times he save us from, from danger because we just don't know about it. He works in our ways, in our life, in ways that we can't explain and ways that we can't even see. But he is always working in our life because he's God, he loves us, and he wants us to do uh, the same thing. So what is intentional living? I want to challenge each one of us to live intentionally. So, in the dictionary, it says intentional uh, is a determination to act in a certain way, to make a determination to act a certain way. So, it's something that you plan on on doing. It's a firm determination to mark uh, that mark by boldness and steadiness. Uh, and, and And intentional is willingly, uh, willfully done on purpose or deliberately to make plan to do or to make plan to create or to make plan to focus. How many of us leaving uh, our house in the morning, maybe going to work, we make plan, okay, I'm going to talk to someone today about God, or I'm going to do this, uh, Often, it doesn't always happen. I'm guilty of it. I don't do that all the time that, okay, I'm gonna make plans to talk to someone about. For example, we have those care package. We used to be in the bag, but now they in the comments. And those care package, I'll try to have them in my car to give to people who may be in it, those who are begging and all of that in the street. But Sometimes they will be in the back of my car and then I will see someone, I'll say, well, I should have have them in the front seat. I can't stop now to give that away to the person who is really needed. Well, if I was very intentional about it, I will have have them in the front seat to where it will have been easy to reach to it, to give to them. And then one thing I noticed If I'm going somewhere, I take the highway, well, I probably will not meet someone that I can give them to. But if I go in the red lights and the traffic, downtown Louisville, it will be longer. It will be a longer trip because of the lights and everything. But I will find someone there usually to give it to. But by being intentional about it, I can try to reach someone. But if I'm not, I'm in a hurry, then it's harder to be intentional about things, and but God wants us to be intentional about reaching other people and about doing the things that he wants us to do. So when I'm going on a road trip, often I put my de- destination into Google Map. And Google Map, what it will do, it will spit out several directions for me to, to choose from. And often I, I will go through and choose which highway, which road I need to, uh, to travel to. Uh, and one way I do it is like, is there's a toll on this road? Yeah, there's a toll. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to pay extra to go there, so I eliminate that. So try to find the best way. Sometimes it ends up being a little longer, but I don't want to pay more to it. When we went to Florida, we rented a car uh, for our trip there, and then when we were checking in, it said, they asked us, do you want to I had something for toll, and we think about it, and Karen said, do you want that? And I said, how much is it? And the guy was like, $70. I was like, no, I don't want it. I don't want to pay that. And then right out of the gate, which word I take? We don't know. It's a toll word. He said, well, that's a toll, and I can't get off of it. So we already own it. But the rest of the trip, we try to avoid toll, but we end up paying maybe $20 later because of that toll word. We took the first night, but it wasn't seven days, so we still saved some from there. But again, we try to eliminate things and by being intentional about things when we do things, and God wants us to do that. But what happened when the quickest way to your destination is not the way God wants you to go? What happened when the quickest way to your de- destination is not the way that God wants you to go. And that's not the way he directs you to go. Sometimes we wrestle about it. Sometimes we maybe get frustrated. Sometimes things happen because that's not where I wanted to to go with, with it. That's not what I wanted to do today. But God had another plan. He wants you to do something different. Maybe he wants you to put be on that road or different situation in life so you can reach someone what do you do in that do you use that opportunity do we use it or do we try to get away from it and not use that opportunity that god have given us and Luke 9, 51 to 56, we read this morning. So Jesus and his disciple, he knows he was going to Jerusalem. So just like we said, being intentional, Jesus was being intentional about it. So he sent his disciple to a village and to Samaria uh, to prepare the way, to make some place for him to stay. But when the disciples get there, what did the villagers do? Well, they didn't want him there. They didn't want the Jews coming there. So they, they said, no, they don't, we don't want you coming uh, there. So when James and John saw this, they said to Jesus, Lord, do you want us to come in fire uh, from heaven and to consume them? So because they don't want to listen to us, they don't, they don't want us to be in their village. Well, let's just destroy them, wipe them away from, from the face uh, of the world. You no, know, no, sometimes we are like those disciples sometimes. When someone don't agree with us, when we try to tell them about our faith, maybe they say, no, I don't want to listen to you. Or when they're living in sin, terrible sin, or things that are ugly, and you're like, I don't want anything to do with this. They're sinners. They they this, they that. What do we do? Maybe sometimes we just shun them out of our life or our side completely. Uh, maybe we don't want to do anything with them uh, because they're living in such a way. But the disciples, you see what they did? They wanted to eliminate those people because they didn't want Jesus to come in there and they didn't want to do anything to do with them. And Jesus said, He rebuked them, No, we don't want to do that. No, uh, you, you do not know the manner of the spirit that you are of. Uh, well, the translation we used this morning, it did not exactly say that, but the uh, other translation who added the verse, uh, that's a here is what Jesus answered uh, them. He said, He rebuked them and he said, You do not know uh, what manner of the spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's life, but to save them. Jesus didn't come to destroy people's life, but he came to save their life. No matter how deep they are in sin, how terrible they are, God still loved them and he still wants to save them. In fact, that's why Jesus came to this world. That's why God sent Jesus to the world intentionally to come to give his life so that he can rescue us from sin. And that's not just us who are here in the building, but it's everybody who's in the world He want to rescue, He want uh, to save. Uh, so Jesus said, no, I don't come to destroy people's lives. I come to save it. Yes, they don't want to listen, but I'm not going to hurt them because they don't want to listen. Uh, let's just go to another village. If you're like me, sometimes when I try to share the gospel with someone and who completely shut me out, they don't want to listen, sometimes it frustrates me Sometimes it, it got me, maybe don't want to speak to the next person, saying, will they listen? Will they just shut me out? Sometimes we don't want to be rejected, do you? I know I don't want to be rejected. You want some, someone to welcome you, or maybe to want to hear what you want to share with them. And when that doesn't happen, sometimes it affects us in a way we don't want to, go to the next person to do it. Well, Jesus there, did. they didn't want to receive him. So he said, we're not going to hurt them. We're not going to wipe them, call fire to heaven to burn them. We're just going to go to the next village. Well, when someone don't want to listen to you about the gospel, they don't want to hear about your loving God, your Savior who is uh, loving you so much and who loved them so much as well, well, go to the next person, go to the next village. Don't let that discourage you from doing it uh, because that will happen, but someone will listen. Someone will uh, take your word and try to learn what God wants them uh, to do. So live, live life intentionally. So what if we viewed every event that transpired in our life uh, with intention and purpose. Every event that transpires in our life, if we did see that as a purpose, as an opportunity to share the word with someone, how will that change the way we live? I think it will change it tremendously. It will change it a lot if we see every opportunity as a way to share the gospel. That means when we are at the grocery store in line, you can Share something, somewhere with someone uh, that's in line in front of you in the grocery store while you're waiting. You can talk maybe to the cashier or someone or being kind and, and maybe you can get a way to share with them. What about the rich at a restaurant who's serving you? You can normally start a conversation with them. If we're living life intentionally wanting to reach those people, we can do that. Uh, what about the person which you have a fender bender with? Often, if you end up in an accident with someone, that person, they may be unhappy, they may be uh, upset and all of that, and it may not go well. But what if uh, you were nice to them, to the the person that you get into fender bender, and maybe talk to them and uh, share the word with them and be nice to them no matter what? That will change things tremendously if we do things like that. What about the person we sit around in the bleachers at a ball game uh, while you're watching football, soccer, whatever it is. Uh, We talk about other things with someone who sits next to you. How can we be intentional by including some godly things, some god things in there so they can maybe hear uh, about God uh, as well? And again, I'm talking to myself too. I don't always do it. All of us maybe struggle that way, but we can live intentionally, make plans to do those things. Leave our home in the morning saying, "I want to share the gospel, the word with someone, someone that I came in contact with. You can uh, do that if we're thinking about it often. What about the person in your classroom for those of us in, who are in, at school, which we have so many, 20? 30 in our class, what are we doing about being intentional about uh, sharing the gospel to those uh, who is in our classroom? What can we do better to make sure that they know about God because Christ died for them too, no matter how sinful, how uh, bad they may be acting, God loved them as well. What if these people were placed there for purpose? and answered prayer, and then we got to talk to them, but we never really shared God with them. But God placed them there because of a prayer, because of a reason, uh, but we did not use that opportunity to share the gospel with them. If we knew God put you, like if I knew God put me in that place so I can share the gospel with that person, I'm more apt to do it because, yes, God made me. He put me there. He said, share the gospel with that person, then I will do it. Well, even if it doesn't come into your ear and do that, he may be placing you there for that very reason. What are we doing about it? Let's go back to Haiti. When I was a little boy, uh, my dad worked somewhere with with a lady. Her name was Mary. And... uh, we were not from the Church of Christ. I was maybe nine, ten there. And she kept inviting my dad to the Church of Christ. And my dad kept saying, no, I'm busy. Uh, He was a song leader for Church of God in Christ. And he said, I'm leading singing, and I'm doing this, so I can't take time away to go to the Church of Christ. Uh, But, you know, Mary never... Gave up because they worked together, and he always sharing. Yeah, we have a good preacher, and this Sunday, here's what this sermon's gonna be about. Oh, he's been talking about that. Why don't you come visit? And then I don't know if my dad get got tired of it. At some point, he was like, "Okay, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go." And then on Sunday, he decided to take all of us, my mom, and at that time there was two sisters, three of us, me and my two sister was better wasn't there yet, or well, she wasn't born yet, but uh, uh, we went to the uh, church, and you know, that first Sunday we got there, mother never go back to the Church of God in Christ. She, something just hit home there, he just stayed there, and because of that I end up with Miss Roberta, who ended up taking me home and helped me learn English and all of those. So a lot of good things happened. My dad, at some point later, started the Church of Christ and the community where he lived at. So things just changed for the better. If that lady, Mary, he never, she never preached to my dad a lot, just inviting him to church. And you know, a lot of things happened. And I often think to myself, if she never did invited him, I may not be here today in Jeffersonville. I may have been somewhere else. But just that little change, a lot of things happen. Domino effect, you hit one and then it knocks all the others down. So use the opportunity you may have. Don't let it go by and God can do great things when you let him work to your life. And we have an example in the Bible. Joseph, for example, uh, you know God was working to his, in his life using his own brothers, even though they thought they were hurting him by throwing him into the well and then later on take him out, sold him into slavery. And those merchants, they didn't know it, but God was using them to take Joseph to go to Egypt with him. And then in Genesis fifty twenty. When the Joseph brothers finally find out they were actually talking to Joseph, it is him whom they sold, they put in the world. They were afraid, well, he's going to revenge us for what we did to him. But Joseph told them, no, don't be afraid. You meant it for bad, but God meant it for good. Uh, God used that situation uh, for good. And, but God placed those people, those merchants... Potiphar's home, God used all of those instances. Whether they were good or bad, God used them to make a good things come out of it. And God can still do that today if we take the opportunity that he presents us and use those to share the word with someone else. And another example, Esther, uh, you know, they were going to kill the Jews, and God used Esther. And Esther was afraid. She couldn't just go to the king and request him to do something because he could kill her. Because if the king didn't ask her to come, the king just said, no, I'm going to kill you for just showing up like that. And Esther was afraid of doing that. But God put her in that place for a reason. And when she decided to go and talk to the king, the king received her. And if you know the rest of the story, uh, she ended up saving the Jews. And the guy who was planning on killing the Jews, he ended up being the one who got killed instead. But it's because Esther let God use her in the situation she was in. Woman 828, and everything, God is working for good for those who love him. No matter what happened, God is working something good. Out. This morning, we pray for Chad and we pray for Kathy and Daryl. Yes, they go into a hard time, they're sick. And we don't know everything that's going on, but God knows everything. And then we can just trust Him that He will do what, the, what His plan is. And something's going to come out of it. I don't know it, and you don't know it, but God knows. And all we can do is do what he asks us to do is pray without ceasing and he will do the rest. So how the everyday encounters we have with people are a part of God's plan? I don't know. I don't know if it is. But what I do know is we should live life as if they were. And if we're living life as if they were, then we'll be able to reach a lot of lives for people because we don't want to miss the opportunities that God presents us. So let's open our eyes and do what we can to share the word, the gospel to other people because living intentionally we can do a lot of good. And 1985, uh, there was a reporter who reported in New Philadelphia, Ohio. Uh, in September 1985, there was a celebration in New Orleans uh, New Orleans, uh, for a municipal pool. Uh, so what happened every summer, uh, that pool opened where people come and swim and uh, have a good time but they usually have a casualty. Someone will die or drown from that pool. And that happened save many years. And then one year, there was no death. So they were so happy that nobody joined this, this summer. And so they decided to throw a party by the poolside. And there were like 200 people gathered around uh, that pool to celebrate. And there was four lifeguards on duty. And not only that, uh, out of the 200 who attended, almost 100 of them were lifeguard people who can swim and who who can rescue people. And they were celebrating for not having a single death that summer. Well, Jerome Moody, 31 years old, after the party was over, they were taking things down, he drowned that same day in that pool. There were like a hundred-some lifeguards there, and that guy died in the pool. I don't know, were they living intentionally, or why that many people there, they couldn't rescue that one guy who was. And the four guys who was on duty, they felt so terrible about it, we should have been able to help him. And they tried to revive him and everything, but it was too late for them to do that. He was fully dressed. Uh, I don't know somehow how he ended up in there. But he drawn, and they felt very bad about it. But you know one thing? The world is drowning in sin. And we can be the lifeguards, around there. And we can be there in the world, living the life that God wants us to be in the world. But if we are not being intentional about things, people may die spiritually. They may not reach heaven if we are not doing our part, if we are not being intentional about it. How will we feel if your co-worker, if the person you sit in class with, if the person you see every day, almost every day, do not make it to heaven. And what if in the last day, I don't know if this will happen when Jesus comes back and then he's judging uh, and then that person look at you and say, how was with you every day? You never told me about God. You never mentioned his name. I'll feel terrible. How will you feel? Well, it's not there yet. We're not to that point yet. What are we going to do about it to make sure that don't happen? Well, a good place to start is live intentionally. Make plans to talk to others about God. And make plans to be an example to them we go to work with, to those we're in school with. Make plans to share the gospel with them. Make plans for them to see the light of Christ in your life. And I'm not saying that we're going to be perfect all the time because we are sinners too. But if we're doing the best we could, we're asking for prayers, we're living for God as the best of our abilities, God will use that to change other people's lives. When do we get to the good part? The guy asks... Uh, The new day, the guy who wrote new New day, his name escaped me. When do we get to the good time? David Young. When do we get to the good time? When do we get to the good part? Today. When do we get to the good part? Well, it's, the moment is now. It's today. To conclude this morning, uh, the elders announced that they were Again, uh, the church was going to help and try to bring some of my uh, family members to come here. And, and I know that's a, it's not something that's easy. That that will take some course and uh, it, it will uh, be hard. But you know what's very touched me? Like you as a congregation, you start thinking about it and you start being intentional about it. So someone decided okay, when they come, we're going to need transportation someone said okay here you can use this van and another person decided, okay they're gonna need some furniture well here's some furniture that we have that you can use for them just this past week someone uh, approached me and said well we had uh, some dressers and we have this and that and uh, if you want it we can use that for them i didn't go and ask for it but those who Approach me, And those who did those things, it's because they're living intentionally. What can we do to help? And I very commend you for it. And that's thinking like the first century church. But now, what will happen if all of us are doing it together? And I'm not saying just for my family members who is coming, but we have a lot of people all around us who need God, who need help. What if all of us starting to think, start thinking, what can we do to help our neighbors? What can we do to make sure they know about God? There will be a lot of impact, a lot of things. And I believe that's why the first century church, they have a lot of impact in the world around them. It's because people were living very intentionally about things. We start to do this here, or we've been doing it some, but we can do more. Let's keep thinking about it. If we can help you in any way this morning, we invite you to come forward. And if we need prayers uh, from the church, we can surely do that. And if you haven't received God as your Savior uh, to be baptized for the remission of your sin, you can do that today. He loves you so much, that's why he sent his Son intentionally to die for you Personally, you, because you that important to him. What are you waiting for? Get up and come give him your life this morning.